0: Hello, this is Gordo, and you're listening to those conspiracy guys. And we're sitting here in a beautiful hotel in the city of Barcelona in uh, Catalonian Spain, Catalan Spain, with a tour guide and Texan. And Texan, yes, sir. <laughs> and Texan, uh, Alvaro Garza, uh, who, who lives here in the city and is a tour guide. And if you want to know anything about Barcelona or the surrounding regions, this is the man to be talking to. Uh, welcome great to Thank have you me. very much, Gordo. Um, a pleasure being here. It's yeah. a late night. I kinda enjoy this. It's late this. at night, man. We've been burning the midnight oil here, yeah. solving the, the problems of the world, <laughs> discussing some shit. And creating new ones. And creating new problems yeah, yeah, and yeah. new <laughs> solutions. But uh, I, the way I found you uh, yesterday and today, I was looking up, like, I typed, what I typed into Google was the most amazing Spanish podcast, and it overlooked all the ones in the Spanish language went straight to your one so tell us a little bit about your podcast before we start
1: so the name of my podcast is uncommon tourist and uh, the idea came to me while living here in Spain that uh, you know there really is not um, an American perspective on a person living in Barcelona
0: and what the world needs is more American perspective that's all we need that's all we need is more American because there's not (laughs) enough Yes, we're in, I think we, Western,
1: imperialism hasn't worked
0: well enough, yeah. we need we need more of us all over the place to like let like a us. cultural yeah. cancer. That's a really yes, exactly. Yeah. No, I think that there's a lot of these like I I'm, I'm as I go through my podcast analytics, I'm looking through the world podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. right. There's so many podcasts from all over these countries that I am in the cha- like those conspiracy guys is in the chats of this country. Like we're like in the top 30s in like fucking Sweden. Mm. I've never listened to a Swedish podcast because it's in Swedish. And there's so much stuff that English speaking people are missing out on. Yeah, of course. In culture, in history, in mm. entertainment. And because those people aren't speaking English, you just it doesn't show up in your feeds, it doesn't show up in your list. You can't even search for that shit. Right. So it is nice to have a quote unquote westernized view, maybe a, a, a like an anglicized view of a culture that has a different language. And we've learned that from talking with uh kevin in munich and with the lads from uh, history in the netherlands podcast in uh holland like there's so much stuff and if you can speak the language you're obviously uh of, of Latin descent? Yes. Um, I'm as beautiful brown as they come, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you you came over here looking for money or looking for love? Uh,
1: actually, uh, love found me in Texas. So uh, it's always a funny story because people ask me whenever they see me, they're like, uh, wait, hold on one second. You speak Spanish, which I do, at least with a Mexican accent. Um, but I'm I look Latin. I'm brown, obviously, I'm proud of it. Um, but i but i talk like this yeah <laughs> so first of all hola y'all uh, hola y'all so <laughs> first of all it comes out that i have an american accent which absolutely throws everyone off and then um i tell them i'm from texas and I'm, then they go oh yeah texas guns cowboy hats boots riding horses and i'm big like big walls yeah exactly and please protect it's okay stereotypes some of them are true and in this case yeah i, I i'm I'm just one of those guys that, uh, and and on top of that, I'm also come from uh, another strange uh, perspective because I'm what we call ourselves Tejanos. So uh, what Tejanos are, are people that kind of have a foot in Mexico and Tex-Mex, yeah, and have a foot in the United States and kind of culturally belong to both. Um, So we have... I should look at this in Texas, like old Mexico. Oh, absolutely. Look I mean? at the names of Texas, yeah. you know, San Antonio, El, El Paso. Paso. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, we thought about that at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's probably on both of our minds. So God bless our people of El Paso. exactly, um, Because we're recording. We're what, to, what's today's date? Why don't I, I know? think it's like the ninth. Yeah. So we're, three days ago, it was, Texas
0: was in the news. Yeah. But we, yeah we're, those we're not names on any false like shootings on this one. You're no, good. we won't. You're good. You're good.
1: But yeah, a lot of those names um, are Spanish because they came from Spain. Mm. Texas was Spain, most people don't realize. And so was it. California and New Mexico. So was California, California yeah, yeah. So when people hear, they don't, most Spanish people don't understand that. Um, because I explain, because my name is Alvaro, my name is Garza, uh, or here they would say Garza with the theta. Um, and the English is Albert Garcia. Uh, yes. Hey, Albert. I, I won't even go into all the names I've been called. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mom. So the uh, yeah, so it's very hard to explain. My name is Alvaro. My last name is Garza, but I'm from Texas. And uh, most people, and like most Americans, don't understand American imperialism mm. or the influence that we have on the rest of the world. Yeah. Neither does Spain. Neither does this generation realize the influence that um, Spain had on Latin America. And uh, when you really start digging in to
0: what we see and what we know, now that came from Spain. Uh, We're talking really like 500 years ago. Uh, a little thing called, uh, I guess, Spanish imperialism, uh, Spanish imperialism? Oh, yeah, Portuguese yeah. imperialism. Portuguese, yeah. You're taking over North Africa, a lot of South America, um, sending over lads looking for the West Indies, and Plymouth mm-hmm. Rock landed on us or yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Uh, they ended up colonizing, taking in slaves. I think purposefully inoculating those or or infecting those people with diseases to... Sneezing out out, loud, which they still do in Spain. uh, To to lower lower the population so they can get the land, they can get the the raw materials. Mm -hmm. And leaving their language and culture behind, which has grown into something completely else. Uh, I do think there was, though, was there not, like, cultures that were already in, like the, the area we now know as Mexico or Central America, and then in, in South America that were, I guess, would you call them Latin? Like, is there, is there a mix, like there was a language brought over, mm-hmm. but they already had that Latin flavor? You know, a like lot of Mayans, them, a lot of them were, were, were,
1: were, I mean, they were, they were, we would call them native Indians, right? So okay. they were just people, and it depends on what history book you read, um, how did they arrive in Mexico? It's been theorized that some have come from China, um, so that is where. And so, like Southeast Asia, yeah, exactly. India, and stuff like, like you know, that. We're talking about the Continental Bridge right, that they had right. made yes. their way from the north and came down and settled in the south. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had their own culture. And, and it's really interesting being Latin um, because it's this strange dichotomy of uh, hold on, I'm Catholic. Hold on, I speak this language. Hold on, I go to that church. Um, but then when people realize that one half of their culture, one half of their race rape the other half of their race Mm. it makes it it's kind of creates a love-hate relationship and depending on where you go in latin america some people won't even say that they're speaking spanish they will say that they're speaking castellano and that is because they don't want to make a
0: reference to spain and what they did to some Mm. latin american countries like in ireland we were forced to speak english Right, it's like ashes in our mouths. <laughs> but most of us don't want to learn the native tongue. Or it's not really used, functionally on a day to day basis. Right. So we should be speaking Irish technically. But we were, I guess, uh, policed into anglicisation. So if anyone was caught speaking Irish, you'd be arrested, or you'd be killed, or whipped, or whatever the English would do to ride you up the arse, or whatever, <laughs> until you'd be speaking English. You know, um. uh, I think it's very weird that in countries like Brazil, or like Chile and Argentina would be uh, too very geographically close, but too racially and culturally so, so different. Like Argentina's more of kind of a, uh, a Germanic or a white-based yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, culture. And then Chile seems to be very like native in their c- complexions, their Absolutely. hair, the, the, the bloodlines still kind of are, are of the original indigenous peoples. Yeah. And then with a little flavor of kind of Spanish-Latin flavor. Brazil is such a melting pot. Oh, wow. Right. Isn't it? The most like, beautiful people in the world. In the south, where yeah. it wasn't so hot. All the white people went because, like, no, nah, too hot up there in Bahia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the African slaves that were brought over to the Americas, they all settled in the north. where It was lovely and, and clammy. And, uh, you know, it's almost like a gradient as you go from north Brazil down to the bottom mm-hmm. in, in kind of skin color. A lot of that stuff came from con conquests of Spain and the people who took over Spain then went well we have Spain what else is there right and you're you're a a historical tour guide you're talking about the history of yeah of Spain but mostly of Catalonia yeah 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 and that's had had its own oppressive background as well right? it
1: has you know and and it's interesting because as I speak the Catalans uh, a lot of them will say no no no." you know we talk about um, how the how the Spanish did conquer a lot of Latin America but the Catalans will say "No, no no we weren't a part of that we didn't really play yeah, a part of we that. We were over here on the east coast yeah, just yeah, chilling. Yeah, yeah. that was from the style. south of Spain, right? Mm-hmm. That's where that went. And I really can't accept that because Queen Isabella was here in Barcelona, right? So um, Barcelona was the de facto capital for a while. Yes, yes. And yeah. it's moved around Spain, obviously, as yeah. different, you had different kingdoms that were over yeah. different areas and, um, you know, all would, would be their capitals. Um, but yeah, so it's, uh, I don't really accept that wholeheartedly. Um, I think that uh, as a country, as a whole, that um, they all had their influence. And Christopher Columbus did come back here. I mean, so
0: we, we can't- Celebrating. <laughs> yeah. He's on that like, hey, look know? what I found. Look yeah. at this. Check this out. Look at this. I have what we call a potato. <laughs> what about uh, T- Tomato. Potato. Tomatoes. No, no, both. Actually. You say tomato, I, I say, say p- tomato. P- what, what do you feel like when you're in Spain as a Tex-Mex American? Like, is it-, is it, it It's actually pretty, pretty cool. Do people know your Spanish? Can you understand Catalan? Are, are you like now a fish out of water or do you just like slap in right with the Spanish? And is there a Mexican accent going on? What's happening? Oh yeah, totally Mexican Yeah, they, they know. As soon as I speak Spanish, they're like, foreigner. <laughs> but the, yeah, it's true.
1: So after we get out, after we get over the conversation of where you're from, why you're named Alvaro, why you're last name is Garza, uh, which are Spanish, um, it's funny. Um, because I can trace my bloodline black back to 1583 when the first Garza showed up in the south of Texas. So for me, it, it's, it's really uh, exciting, actually. I'm a lover of history. So That's I amazing to go back so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there's, a, there's a whole website uh, created to the first Garza del Falcón uh, that was done by, uh, by the Corpus Christi uh, Library. And uh, there's a lot of Garzas in South Texas. There's a lot of Garzas in Mexico. And 98% of those all came from the same forefather. Does Garza mean anything? Like, is it a... Uh, yes, it does. It, it means a bird, heron. Okay. So, um, and, and then you'll have some arguments of, uh, well, that's a Jewish name making reference to an animal. So there is some, a Jewish line in there somewhere as well. But, so, um, for me, as a Texan, uh, I have a lot of family in South of Texas... It's interesting for me because I kind of enjoy it. It's really cool because it turns out that my kids are Texan Catalans now. Um, so they're Tex-Cats instead of Tex-Mex. Right, right, right. Um, so for me, it's exciting as a lover That's of history. True, yeah. No, it, it is really interesting for me to come back to a place and realize that a lot of the traditions, like I touched on earlier, that where they come from. And, and um, you know, the way we do the siestas, the kind of foods that we eat, the traditions that we have. These my roots. Yeah, yeah. it really is. And um, those are deep, deep, deep roots. Now, I cannot deny I love the Mexican side. Um, but then as a Texan, I also have to admit I love my Texas side, too, that... We were our own country for a while, uh, seven years, and then we became part of the United States. So I'm as American as apple pie. But like I said, we from the south of Texas or or Tejanos in in Texas, we we have our our feet on on both sides. Yeah, it's it's an
0: amazing cultural mix.
1: It really is. And then, you know, you can look at it from my American side here. And, and when I am here, um, you know, looking at Barcelona specifically from my specific American perspective. Yeah. You know, I mean that socially. You're like, you're like I see
0: opportunities to make business oh man, everywhere. Oh, it's all over the place. It's all over the place. I'm like, between why, why between 1 p.m. and 3 p.m. There's nobody making any money in this motherfucker. <laughs> no. Let's open up a bunch of Starbucks only open for two hours a day. Exactly. Boom. Boom. That's it.
1: They all come in. That's the way it works here. Today is August something. And we're in the process of everyone going on vacation. The, oh, we were in Italy Everything. last week. Every cunt
0: is on holidays. Everything.
1: Everything. It's like, can I get this
0: done? No, we have summer hours. And, the, and but where are like, you going? It's like you know that people go on holidays in the summer, motherfucker. Like, you're a holiday place. Where are you all going? Exactly. We're going on holidays, Driving too. Driving That's no.
1: crazy. Go in oh, October. October. It's
0: cheaper. Hey, uh, hey my <laughs> wife's name is Anna.
1: My beautiful wife named Anna. And we, I said, hey, let's go do this. Um, right now, what time is it? It's three o'clock. Are they open? I don't know. Call them. I don't know. They don't. They're not picking up.
0: I don't know. So so, do, so let's there go. There is a whole element of of I, I find um, it's kind of like a an attitude of mañana. Yeah. It's like oh, oh. mañana, mañana. I've only yeah, been yeah. here a little while, and is that the same in Mexico where it's like ah, we will do it later, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Don't worry about it. So that is my perspective, right? I'm looking at this from
1: an American perspective. It's like, why is this not going on? I want it now. I want it done now. Yeah. And mañana, mañana is very easy. I'm not going to lie to you. I fill in that lifestyle very easily. Procrastination. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Let's take it easy. But it's also, as an American, really made me rethink the way we live. Mm. We live on the go, 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 go. Yeah, it's high it's
0: high octane shit, man. Yeah. And like I live stressful. on the beach. Well, I live down the street from the beach. <laughs> I live so, on the beach. No, got no. a lovely mat and a tinfoil yeah, yeah. thing they pull over me at nighttime. So I had to rethink this. Like, do I really want to go work or do I want to go hang out on the beach? Mañana's still gonna be here. Mm. It's that it's that like nineteen sixty seven California totally. beach vibes, like totally hey man it's all good man it's all good chill relax but they made a country out of it here i found is there a culture shock when you were coming over here you're looking at how people do things like the history obviously is super interesting Mm -hmm. you're back in touch with your roots you can see where you know your great great uncle Hernando Mm -hmm. got Mm -hmm. his weird fucking way of doing that that shit that he does with the with the the custard and the cream and you have to do the (laughs) blow torches like I made this for you, Alvaro, from the old country. Is Is there like
1: a culture shock? There is um, not so much a culture shock, because I get it. But there is an American way of doing things that I'm used to. Um, Because I'm a pretty open guy. Culturally, I I think maybe the first couple of times I came, the first time I came, uh, I learned how a funeral was set up different than what we do in the United States. Uh, the first time uh, I came, um, I learned that we eat at two, not at twelve. Uh, oh, and by the way, we have the rest of the afternoon to kind of hang out, and then we and get going dinner at like five midnight. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and actually, I, I learned while here why this is a late culture, um, and I was really surprised when I found out one of the reasons why, and I'll tell you in a second. Um, but then, you know, having to get used to that, or my kids going to sleep at ten or eleven o'clock at night, what we don't do that in the states. So. I really am just, uh, and it still grinds on me. Sometimes I'm like, we need to do this now because the kids need to go to bed. Mm. It's like, no, no, man, take it easy. My wife says, take it easy. The kids are going to go to bed when they go to bed. All right. So, um, yes, there is that shift in clock. And and by the way, um, we'll get into this conversation later, I know. But I'm going to tell you this little fact because it's really crazy. For those of us that don't know, um, Spain is an hour behind. Uh, everything. And it has to do with Franco. Right. So Spain so yeah.
0: we'll is on GMT. Uh,
1: yes. We should be with London and mm. Portugal, but we are with Eastern Europe. Right. So that kind of turns the clock one hour, right, difference. And then you add spring, uh, saving time, uh, springtime or, or spring time, uh, um, daylight savings. Daylight savings, thank yeah. you. And you switch it. Now you're two hours, right? So we eating at 10 o'clock is really like eating at eight. Right. So this is, Partly has to do with they like saving times and has to do with Franco. And uh, because Franco's friends were Hitler and Mussolini, they were on Eastern European time. Well, to show solidarity with those two quacks, he turned the clock to be in time with them. And is Portugal at the same time? No. Portugal's, Portugal, on GMT, por- por- right? Portugal's on GMT. Portugal's on GMT, same as London. Fucking bizarre.
0: I know, crazy, right? And I was like, what? There was, some, there was something a couple of years ago where they were trying to, they were actually going to uh, abolish. GMT and make it instead of having it like in those weird formations, right. just have it a dead straight line. Mm. And, and Ireland and England and Portugal, and I think the Canaries and some other countries in that line, they're all going to jump forward and we're going to have like a mean European time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still hasn't happened yet. Still hasn't happened yet. What I'm more concerned about is why the hell don't you get rid of something that was put in place by the dictator? Yeah, it's weird, isn't and it? Right, it's like, oh, we like that. No, well,
1: no, we yeah, don't. Yeah, but want, then uh,
0: then it, it, that's just a policy change. But then you're, you're going to have to go like, okay, look, let's get rid of the Autobahn and let's get rid of fucking Volkswagen. And let's, you know, yeah. once you start picking at that scab, it's very hard to... Yeah,
1: so so, so yeah. this is why I created my podcast. Uh, it's because of There's all the so much these, stuff there. So much. There's so much. I mean, and, and it's the little things. It's not the big things. It's, it's, mm. it's those little things that make it interesting and uh, why I just decided to say, hey, why not? Let's do this. Let's have some fun with it.
0: And the name of the podcast again? Is Uncommon Tourist. And you're on iTunes at the moment. There's a, a teaser episode. Yes. and You're working an on you're working on day. the first bunch. Yeah, it'll be out uh, in a couple of days. So go and subscribe to that. I yeah, appreciate it.
1: Tourist it's about St. Right George.
0: I'll put the link in the description below for those conscientious uh, podcasts all right listeners. Sure so your favorite parts of the history of spain mm-hmm. as you give your tours like mm-hmm. where where do you usually conduct your because you're a real life tour giver mm-hmm. you're like a, a walk and talk like uh, look over here and on your left right uh you do it in spanish and english uh primarily in english okay yes i can't um, do it on special occasions we'll do it in spanish but um, uh, uh, primarily in English, yes. Uh, I, I feel there would be a big market for a lot of like Tejicanos. Te- te- Tejicanos. Te- Is that right? Tejicanos. <laughs> te- Tejanos. Te- Tejanos, te- yes. A exactly. lot of Tejanos or even Mexican people to come on holiday to go yeah. to, like back to the old country. You know, like the, yeah. they, they have a bunch of like Jewish kids in America <laughs> every year. They get gifted a bunch of money to go back and s- live in Israel for right, a month, two months or whatever. Right. They call it something like there's some not like a rum springer but like that kind of version for Jewish kids maybe we'll, we'll do a thing for for Mexican kids and get them to come back to Spain to be like it's not the big bad wolf that you think it is come over yeah. have a look see where you come from see yeah, what your roots yeah, are yeah. might put them down somewhere so like um, your favorite parts of history that you teach uh, in these tours right. in, uh, primarily in Barcelona
1: primarily yes primarily primarily in Barcelona and then we'll take a tour up um, to the north we'll go up to Girona uh, which, speaking of uh, Jewish history, they have a huge uh, Jewish history there as well. Uh, but now has become more famous because of the Game of Thrones. Mm. Yeah. And uh, we'll go shame. to... Shame.
0: Shame. Shame. That, that scene I, happened there. The burning, the, the season 8 yes, uh, yeah. burning of the village, yeah, 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 burning yeah, yeah. of the city. So you're looking at Girona. So it's, King, yeah. it's King's Landing and Bravos is filmed in Girona, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. Fucking yeah. awesome, dude. It is. So yeah, I mean, how how where else in the world can you go? You know? Yeah, come kind of to Barcelona and go to Girona. It's only an hour north. So even I saw cool. a picture of Girona today, looking it up, and even the the front of the septurn mm-hmm. that exploded in season five. I think you saw it, uh, and the big massive steps yeah, yeah. that the yeah. that your one from High Garden walks down. Right, that that's like a real yeah, yeah. church yeah, like yeah, yeah. in Girona. Yeah, yeah and and, and the,
1: in, in that church as well, um, that church uh, at its time when it was built was an architectural marvel because no church had 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 uh, span so wide. Right. Right. There were there are no no major buttresses there to Counterweight the size of the walls, so um, Girona is famous for that. That church specifically. Cool. But it's a large climb of stairs, and it's really awesome to be yeah, there. Yeah, it looks and great. Well worth it. So we go there. Uh, we go south. We go to Montserrat, uh, which is up uh, about twenty-five kilometers from here. And, There's a uh, monastery in Montserrat. Monastery, right? yeah, yeah, where the Jesuits were started. Yeah,
0: um, we will be doing an episode on the Jesuits. Yeah, I do want to do an episode on Catalonia, and it's. Uh, and Spain and its history, uh, we're doing an, a, a World War Two series on those conspiracy guys as well. And one of those episodes is going to be about Franco, Spain and the nationalist takeover. Uh, well,
1: you have plenty of fodder. There is yeah. so much to talk about. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to this podcast that you're going to do uh, because the, the truth is um, the Spanish Civil War although has been documented, and we know that George Orwell was here, and he did, yeah. um, you know, based a lot of books and a lot of his experiences as a reporter here. Um, it, it is a fascinating study of what happened in uh, the Spanish Civil War, and the fact that most people don't, don't realize it, and part of it is also the taboo of the Spanish Civil yeah. War. People don't talk about it. We are of a generation right now that still many people can remember that their uncles were taken away that they lost family members and you're talking
0: mid, mid mid 40s to like late 50s Oh, absolutely like yeah, yeah. that was the most not, brutal Those was the most brutal years yes ahead. that's not that long ago no no that's like uh 12 years of knocked basically yeah. was going on in Spain yeah. and that went on for a year and a bit in Germany until everyone went okay Adolf you're the man sound <laughs> we're not going to push against you Yeah. he got rid of the SA like Franco was doing that here for 10-12 years yeah. this was like running parallel with Stalin's purges and Stalin yeah. was getting rid of all his detractors yeah. and Stalin and Hitler get all the fucking you know front, front page press Franco I think is often forgotten because he ruled for so so until so recently right into the 70s right. and i think it's like because of how well spain is doing now re- relatively and because of like you know acceptance into the european union and it's all right. you know and yeah. um, great football and like soccer teams right. all yeah. this kind of yeah. stuff like it doesn't seem like it was as oppressed or as it, it does
1: yes and and also um although hitler and mussolini were franco's friends mm-hmm. um he did Asked them to bomb this eastern um, side of Spain to help him out. Uh, Spain was neutral during sp- the Second World War, yeah. so it doesn't get
0: the attention that the Mussolinis or the Hitlers did. Of Not neutral, but e- even like st- uh, st- um, stable. There was, no, there was no conflict because it was just taken over without reprisal. Correct. There was nobody and pushing back. Yeah. Whereas like, on the front, it was like fr- France and the Allies, from France, Belgium, whatever, mm-hmm. and the Allies against the Germans, but there was nobody down in Spain pushing back. No, no, not at all. Like the closest was uh, the guys in northern Africa pushing back against the Italians, but yeah. there was there was nothing Spain's side. No, nope, not so at all. So what's the name of that place? Cadiz. Cadiz. Like there was not, Cadiz. Cadiz. <laughs> there was nothing, there was nobody pushing back there. Of course not. Because they hadn't got over that far, and mm. it was like, ah, let Spain be Spain. <laughs> it seems like it's so, so forgotten that he just got to do it all through the 50s and 60s as well. Yeah, absolutely. Having a heyday. It's it, it's bizarre. It is bizarre. And, so, and, and,
1: and that's another interesting thing about being here in Catalonia is that uh, the Catalans were not allowed to speak. So, you know, I have... I, every once in a while, I'll run to someone and I'll just kind of, if I feel comfortable with them and I understand that they feel comfortable with me, I'll have a conversation about... What they experienced, or if they could tell me any information, mm. just out of curiosity, and saying, "I'm a lover of history. What do you know?" Uh, it's rare that I find it, but every once in a while, I will find someone that is willing to talk about it, and um, you know, you learn crazy things about the Catalan language and the fact that in Catalonia, you were not allowed to speak Catalan.
0: So let's get into Catalonia then. Like, is that a big part of your tours? Is that a big part of the history of Barcelona? Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's um, so Barcelona is like the principal city of Catalonia, of five sections, as far as Your Regions, my, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, five regions. Four, four of them, actually. Um, um, but yeah, this is all the capital. Together. This is the
1: capital of the state of Catalonia. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, during the Spanish, just to finish that thought, the the Spanish Civil War, um, Catalonia was not um, allowed, or Catalans were not allowed to speak Catalan. Mm. Um, did they do so privately? Absolutely. Um, I've had conversations with people that says that in our house we spoke it, with our neighbors we spoke it, in our streets we spoke it, but then we also knew when to stop it. Is that is is it that much different to Spanish? It's its own language. It's 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 it's, it's, it's a, a cousin it, to Spanish, as Portugal is a cousin to Spanish, as French is a it's it's a it's a, a Latin based right. Romantic language, yeah. The Italian So
0: Galician is similar Latin, but like Basque is the only thing that's not. That the is same. not.
1: And no one really knows the origins of where the Basque language comes Basque from. Basque is
0: very, very similar uh, in construction with like Finnish and Estonian, apparently. Is that right? Really?
1: And um, they're saying, reference, uh, they're saying possible well. r- references to Africa as well. Right, right so, right. so I have no idea. I have no context on how to answer that correctly. Yeah. But, um, Ushkera, I'm not even sure how I'm pronouncing it, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Um, it is their own language and it's not Latin based. So it's very difficult for people, like, you know, if you're listening to Italian, if a Spanish person is to Italian or, um, Portuguese, you know, they can, they can keep up because they're cousins. Well, Catalan's the same. Um, Catalan is a cousin, um, to Spanish and there are certain words. Um, the most basic one is adios. In Spanish, we're looking at "adiós" being "go with God" or "of God," and then the Catalans say Adeo. Um, "adeu." Um, so, big go with God," the same thing. Just
0: des. Be, yes, because they, like, they don't and, like they and, and the
1: funny thing is, when when um, the Catalans will acknowledge each other in the streets, they will just say "deu," "adeu," "deu," and uh, when you learn and you figure out and you translate that correctly, correctly, they're just saying to each other, "God, God." god and it's the most awkward
0: thing when you realize it and you see it and you kind of chuckle to yourself and it sounds <laughs> like a, bu- a bunch of guys in in new york like complaining in a deli. oh god oh, <laughs> oh god oh god. god oh god oh god so it's like um catalan then i think was was like really pushed like it's a thousand years old C- catalonia
1: the catalan flag is one of if not the oldest flag that has consistently
0: been flown in um in europe and the Spanish flag is a derivative of the Catalan flag. The Catalan flag is
1: part of, if anyone can kind of, I'm going to call it um, a, a logo or the emblem on the Spanish flag. It is one of the four quadrants that you see mm-hmm. on
0: that. Um, and you have the pillars of Hercules, and you know, these are the coat of arms. Think of it, if you think of a, an FC uh, Barcelona jersey. Absolutely. Very good. So we got Catalan, we get the, the Cross of St. George. Yes. And below that,
1: which, by the way, I'm wearing my Barset jersey, That's so we're sitting here looking at it. On the left-hand side um, has basically three parts to it. Mm. The left-hand side, we have the Catalan flag, uh, which is the golden yellow with uh, four red stripes. And then to the right of that, we have the St. George's Cross, which is white and a red cross. Most people will recognize that as being an English also uh, flag. And then below that, you have a... FCB, which stands for Football Club Barcelona, and then below that you have the Blau and Grana, they call it, which is a, a smaller version of the Catalan flag, but in the blue and the the, the reddish color, and maroon, maroonish-looking yeah. color, yeah.
0: And uh, it's uh it's
1: pretty awesome. So, it's,
0: so Catalonia being like uh, like a thousand years old as a uh, like a declared region. So yes. the Romans came first and they took over. Catalan culture, Catalan language, and Catalonia is geographically possibly was there before that. We have no records of it in history. They they say that it may be there, but the language was fully fledged a thousand years ago. Absolutely. And then for 800 years until like about 50 years ago, (laughs) it was totally underground. So, how the fuck did it like? such a strong culture, like geography, like a history, like a physical history and a cultural history and a language stay alive under like Anne Frank levels (laughs) of oppression, suppression and deletion. Like they wanted to delete Catalonian language and culture from Spain until like 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: It it says uh, the Catalan people are very proud um, and they will fight tooth and nail. To keep not only their culture but their language um, strong. They must um, been so teaching it
0: to their grandkids and shit, because it's not allowed to be taught in schools. Absolutely and
1: stuff. not. So, so yeah, of course they're taught at home privately. Yeah. But not in schools. Now it's switched. Uh, my son is in. Um, both my kids are now in um, schools here in Barcelona, and they're taught in Catalan. Yeah. And Catalan traditions are very poignant. Uh, Catalan traditions. There's one right now that's very funny, um, where. Um, they're kind of fighting with Halloween because okay. the which is going on right now, where they roast these, uh, the, or, or chestnuts, where so you roast chestnuts and you sell them and you have this celebration, um, happens to fall on October 31st. So there's this fight between this Catalan tradition and Halloween, uh, and this is consistent with Christmas. So is roasting
0: chestnuts not a Halloween I, tradition I, anyway? No. way. <laughs> American Halloween comes from Ireland. Yes. If you, yes, of course. Yeah, so the way they celebrate American Halloween, the pumpkins and sweets right. and all, it's a Samhain, it's yes. the festival of yes. Samhain, mm. uh, which is a harvest festival. So surely, like, the chestnuts part, uh, is that is that, was chestnuts more of a Christmas thing or is it a Halloween thing, what do you think?
1: No, it's absolutely, uh, it has nothing to do with Halloween. It's just the Catalans themselves. So I'm, I'm not, thinking that possibly do, the, do the influence. Do you have two
0: chestnuts in Halloween in America? No, we don't. No? No, Christmas. Chestnuts. No, yeah. yeah, maybe, maybe. No, that yeah. was just to decide. I thought maybe yeah, the yeah. way like the, the, the Christmas tree is like a Saturnalia. It's like an ancient Roman thing that was taken. The, into Yule, America. the Yule. Yeah, the right, y- yeah. Yule log and all that yeah. shit. Sure, yeah.
1: So, um, so, yeah, the Catalans have survived just tooth and nail, still fighting. The War of Secession, 300 years ago, uh, when Carlos II died, uh, he couldn't produce an heir. Um, the Catalans thought that they would get away and... Uh, side with the northern european habsburgs the, and, the austrian empire the
0: austrian empire, the austrian empire instead of siding with the bourbons of the south the, yeah uh
1: and and
0: they did that hoping that they would win their independence so they had their own parliaments, they had their own yes government at the time yes yes, yes. They? so the, the, there is parliament and everything in catalonia itself and they were able to make decisions like for the area until a certain time. So when did Spain become like after the Eighty Years' War and after uh, the, the Austrians tromping through Europe and after the Romans had their peace first, and then you're talking about uh, well, the Visigoths, Ach- 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 the Visigoths. The Visigoths were here after the
1: Romans, yeah. and then after the, the Visigoths, where we
0: get the word Gothic from. Um, the uh, the Muslims had come up yeah so they yeah. took over the whole bottom half of spain yeah and then you had your Castilla de leon and mm-hmm. you had different so like spain has been split and redivided and separated, separated and moved separate fight but, that side but catalonia galicia and basque have remained their own individual culture language and geography even through all of those splits through all those splits yes right.
1: there's always been an undertone if even if they were ruled by someone else
0: mm. they've never lost their core culture that's amazing it that, is. that is able to be done to be able to stay in the same place and keep your culture and keep like you can walk around the streets of barcelona and see like buildings from that time mm-hmm. that weren't like destroyed maybe right. yeah. would you think like the spanish overlords or the austrian overlords had a bit of compassion for history because like when the russians came through they just Wiped everything out. When the Germans came over, they're like, oh yeah, you think that's your history? Not anymore, bitch. <laughs> and you're just like wiping out old buildings and wiping out art and wiping out yeah. uh, uh, culture and history. Like, it was pretty pretty seriously done. So the Spanish were maybe more compassionate towards the history of these areas, do you think? I think that the Spanish, um, well, obviously, during the Spanish Civil War, no. right? They, they wiped out uh, a lot. and but that uh, was but, more of like of an ethnic... Cultural cleanse, uh, like slash cultural cleansing, to homogenize Spain right. into one culture, to
1: only be Catholic and to only speak
0: Spanish. Yes, yeah. Picasso played a
1: part of that, right? Because he self-exiled himself, but still was able to get some work done mm. here, uh, even Franco's in Franco's era. Yeah. So it's the um, the Spanish, the Catalan specifically, and I'm speaking there from from their perspective because we're here. Yeah. Um, they have just consistently found ways to make it happen and keep the culture alive, and it's it's still true today, and they're still fighting for independence. Uh, which we'll get into here in a second, I know. But uh, yeah, it's just a matter
0: of just pure keeping our culture alive. And I I find as we travel down from uh, Italy into southern France and then down through northeastern Spain, coming down into Barcelona along the coast, it was a very long uh, transitional overlap between like Occitan French, southern French culture into like northern spanish culture so we were, were like well into spain and we were stopping the place and people were still saying like bonjour hola like it was it was a, a kind of a mix of the two right like yeah. uh f- like a f- like a, sp- a span free or a f- it's like a, a, a fres- fr- ban. fresh pan, fresh pan, fresh pan, fresh yeah. uh, like a Tex-Mex fresh pan. So it's this like a, put a really long overlap, like right the way down to Barcelona. My favorite part of
1: it, by the way, is when you go eat at a restaurant yeah. and, and you buy a sandwich, they'll ask you, do you want butter on your sandwich or do you want olive oil on your sandwich? <laughs> uh, I go with butter, by the way. I so- go with both. <laughs> Fuck out. <Yeah>. So <laughs> so I so that's that's my favorite thing of, of that kind of like you said, it's kind of a fluid border, right? It is, yeah. A lot
0: of the countries are like going from southern Germany into Italy. Yeah, of course. Like everything is Italian and German for a really long way either side of it. Austria as well, Swiss, Swiss, Austria into France. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of um, open border carry on, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of cross-cultural contamination Mm. and it's totally like uh, normalised and accepted and you can see different architectures and stuff like crossing over from France into Spain the difference in the roadside trees and the uh the vista mm-hmm. yeah. and the quality of the roads really like as soon as we came changed. into spain it really changed yeah yeah um well you have the natural border um
1: you know we have the pyrenees mountains yeah. right so andorra is stuck up there in between is underneath france and then under, above spain and andorra they speak catalan
0: spanish and French. Yeah. So they touch all three of them. It's a crazy mix. We were going to go there. We just, we ran out of the plane on this trip. Like, that's a fucking weird place to have in the middle of Europe that's right. never talked well, why about.
1: Would, it. Why were they never taken over by one side or the other, right? If Franco was so power, why would he not take over
0: and They must have, like, giant, like, <laughs> you know, snowy mountain men, warriors or something. Like, they have a natural protection from the mountains. Mm-hmm. But, like, nobody talks about Andorra. They mm-hmm. don't have a football team. Mm-hmm. They don't have, mm-hmm. People go there skiing. That's about it. Well, skiing, and, and up to recently, uh, it was kind of like a place where people could also hide money. Ah. Uh. Yeah. it got its own principality, its own government uh, yeah, like,
1: yeah I mean it's its own country country
0: and it's, wow. it's really strange. Um, and, and, it, and Liechtenstein there too you want to watch that. <laughs> yeah you
1: know you got to watch the little ones little, yeah and, and it's also interesting along the border. Um, there are little towns on uh, for example in in France um, uh, there's a small town that belongs to Spain. And when you go into this small town that belongs to Spain, they adhere to the Spanish clock. Oh shit that's got so really they take annoying. right? And it's only in this small town. And then you go 20 kilometers south, and you're in Spain. But this little town is just Spain inside France.
0: Makes no sense, right? That's really nice. and, and, and Spain has a lot of those little things. Like, to have, yeah. like, Gibraltar, to have, like... Uh, uh the canaries
1: canary, to, and the canary aren't, all, to this, that, but gibraltar belonging to england right yeah and all of a sudden you cross the border and you're speaking english and you're just like what the hell just what just happened um yeah so so spain and it in general in europe as a whole um has these little things right yeah. well we won't do this because of this treaty or this happened during this war and we won't do that or uh and it's strange and it, and as an american i look at that and i'm like that's an interesting story. What's the story behind that? that? Yeah. yeah, and why I think that?
0: people who live here, and they've seen it every day. They're just like, meh, that's just the way things are. I think sometimes, and being from Ireland where there's a lot of those little stories, mm-hmm. like you wonder why this town is called this or why that thing is up there. Like, what? what's that thing on the front of that church? Ah, oh, That's just the way it's always been, boss. It's <laughs> right. like, but why? Yeah. A lot of people, if you grow up with it, you become desensitized to it. You never ask. Right. So that's the wonder of... Like your American eyes, with your Latin background, the ability to be able to speak the native language, mm-hmm. and also your fascination with history, that seems like a killer mix to come here to go. Like, okay, let's let's pull at this, uh, this thread of this jumper of Catalonia. Yeah. Let's see what's going on underneath. Like,
1: and it makes my even when I go back to, for example, I, when I go back to Mexico, it makes things even more obvious than what they were yeah. previous before living here in Spain. Like, wow, the, oh okay does anyone receive what I'm looking at and they're like no and so it's it's my own playground in my head but I'm like that is why that is like that so it's
0: I'm I'm the i the conspiracy man <laughs> so for for Catalonia like during Franco's takeover it was able to maintain its cultural independence, or not even independence, but like cultural identity, identity underground, yeah, e- e- sub identity, yeah. Even through some serious carry-on, like we're gonna, do, I'm gonna do a whole episode on the history of Spain, and I'm gonna take in Catalonia, Basque Country, and, and Galicia, which are three really, really interesting mm-hmm. um, microcosms of maintaining culture over adversity, right? Yeah. But Catalonia itself has had like a really tumultuous past, which the politics of Spain, whoever was in charge, are true? Yeah, absolutely, right, because- How how are they not their own country yet, or how are they not, now when these cultural uh, acceptances, like you said, they're able to teach the kids through Catalan in school, there's no like, you know, it's not like fucking Anne Frank shit, like anymore being Catalan, you're out, I'm Catalan, I'm proud, I'm out. How is is that not already passed? How is that not already, if they want that? Right, you know,
1: so Catalans want, well, I can't speak for all of them, obviously, but um, there is this movement mm. to separate, and that movement has been around since the War of Secession, like I mentioned
0: earlier. So, run us down the Little War of Secession in just a little bit. So, we, yeah, I mean, that, when you when you explain this, just so that sort of people know a Okay, is.
1: so the War of Secession started after Carlos II, Carlos II uh, passed away. He was a uh, he was a blue blood um, and was just inbred and inbred and inbred. And if, um, I, I, I encourage people to go and look him up on the internet and find a photo
0: of him uh, because. He looks a little inbred. <laughs> they nearly do. He's, yeah, a Haps- yeah. He's a Habsburg line, right? Yes. So Habsburg uh, were he
1: he well, as you know, all Hapsburgs and the Bur- Bourbons were yeah. th- there. There were some there were some some crossed lines, and uh, but either way, when he passed away, when he died, he did not produce an heir because
0: he couldn't. Let your because imagination the, run wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, his dick had too many
1: holes. <laughs> in yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, that was a problem because whenever you can't produce an heir, who is going to? Claim Spain as their own. Mm. So everyone started taking shots at him and saying, Well, we we own it. No, because if you can't produce an heir, you go back, right? So you go backwards to figure out, okay, who is the cousin that was that cousin who married that cousin and who owns this? And uh, so the War of Secession, the Catalans saw it as an opportunity to not side with Spain proper and side with the Habsburgs of the North, mm. hoping that if the Habsburgs of the North say, Hey, you know what? We won, Catalans, you guys are good, and we appreciate you being on our side. You get your independence, you get your own region, you do what you want. Well, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So when the bourbons eventually would take over, uh, would take Spain back, I And
0: create up, those little wafer chocolate biscuits as yes, a celebration. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Every time we eat a bourbon biscuit, yeah. you're celebrating the uh, oppression of Catalonia. Mm. Just think about that. So,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so that's basically uh, how Catalans uh, not only got the screws to them, but the screws got tighter on them as Madrid was not very happy when the Bourbons did take over. And uh, there's a whole big history behind building a, uh, a, a citadel in the middle of Barcelona um, to keep the Barcelonans down. You um, see it on the top of the hill, looking down over everybody, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's now a park but it used to be a citadel, and that was created specifically to keep the Catalans squashed. Mm. Keep extinguishing each little fire that you see. If they raise up, if they, if they rise up and have something to say, if they rise up, start
0: having a little fight, squash them. And do you think, <coughs> because Bas took no part in that Mm-mm. as a as a like a cultural identity, do you think that if Catalonia had sided with the Bourbons that they would have got their freedom? Uh, from what I've read, I, I, no. I don't think so. No. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, and, and this conversation leads up to
1: and I'm um, money, right. really, right? Uh, as the, is the almost the, everything as most most everything is right. So the the crown of Aragon, um, around 1350 um, ish, started figuring out that they could make a lot of money off the port. Okay, so so
0: Aragon was the the eastern the province eastern. that took up most of the eastern coast of Spain, down as far as the Costa Brava. Costa Brava, right? And then. Uh, Basque was the only part of the north that of wasn't the north included. Middle. So yeah. Aragon was like all Catalonia, yes, all of the eastern coast, all the way down to the where the pointy bit starts to turn into the square bit at the bottom of Spain. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, Which just I for those listening.
1: So yeah, so the Crown of Aragon they figured out how to make money. Yeah, and so uh, that is when they started building castles and they started building churches, and it's around that time period. They were going all stuff
0: from the ports, like exactly. taking all that. All so that yeah.
1: now, you're, now you're talking about money. Saw the value, yeah. Now, same, now Venice did money. the same
0: thing at the same time, right? Exactly. So we're, this Mediterranean business was, was big money. Yes, exactly. So now we're talking money. And still today, we're talking about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because the
1: Catalans are saying, hey, you know what? We make the money here. We have our own language. We have our own culture. We really don't like those Spanish very much for what has happened historically, mm. but also kind of the... Crazy things that they do to us. They make us pay more in taxes.
0: We have toll roads that we have to pay for here. You exit Catalonia, you don't have toll roads anymore. Fucking talk about toll roads, man. Okay. Drive across Europe and see how many toll roads okay. again. So yeah. the Catalans, uh, there's, there's, there's a crazy amount of
1: debate and argument within the Catalans of what they should do. And it's a political hotbed. And it's so interesting for me as an American to see a democracy either budding Mm. Right, because there is a chance. I guess you could debate yourself into independence, um, or the flip side of that, of just being squashed and and being
0: a democratic country that just won't allow the Catalans to speak their mind. Do you feel as an outsider you're looking in? Because I, from what I've read over the last few days, get ready to come here and now meeting you, somebody that's living it from a Western perspective. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the general Spanish, a don't know, b also don't really care and see wouldn't understand really if they were told because they're living in a completely different type of Spain than the people who live in Catalan Spain mm-hmm. that it's a, a desensitized oppression against a section of their country that's absolutely openly accepted by the government and by the other people in their acquiescence and their silence uh, I would I would agree with that statement one hundred percent. I think it's like very like Northern Ireland and Ireland, yeah. Where there's a lot of that kind of there's unspoken stuff, and people know there are that parts of it that are more oppressed than other parts. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think it's like an accepted second class citizenry. Absolutely, and 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 there's a which is never talked about. Right, right, you never talk about the tension. Mm. The tension mm. is obvious, dude. I'm only I, here like
1: fucking twenty four hours, yeah. and I can feel it already. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel the t- and you see it. You see the independence flag, you see the yellow ribbon, which means that the Catalan is in solidarity with a political leader.
0: Every every menu of every place that we've gone into has it in English, has it in Spanish, and has it in Catalan. Yeah, they're very proud. They should be. On every yeah. fucking menu, yeah. everywhere. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's it's a tension that you can feel. Now, mm. the flip side of that is I've also met the Catalans that are inter- that are not interested in separating from Spain. Are they young, old? They are uh, The younger ones that I've seen are interested in separating because as they see it and it becomes part of their culture, they may not necessarily understand exactly the debate points of why they should
0: separate, but they do talk about, like, ah, yeah, we want to be independent. Now tell me why. I don't know, but I want to be independent. You see, they're the easy people. They're the young lads that are sent off to war to fight for their national flags, you know, faith or history or whatever. Like, young people are very easily manipulated by that kind of uh, independent, nationalistic, identitarian, populist types of movement. And you can see that in America, like there's a populist movement, Um, I think on both sides, they say Trump is populist. I think Hillary was just as populist. There's just as much of a cult of personality around the identity of being like a Democrat, a liberal, Mm -hmm. a progressive, Mm -hmm. as there is in being like a MAGA, American-loving, mm-hmm. gun, gun-toting, mm-hmm. Second Amendment defending, First Amendment defending, you know, there's there's certain connotations when you wear a red hat, people say, you're a racist, and yet, how many like black dudes and Hispanic people are coming out and wearing a red hat and going, like, I'm American, right, right. I'm for America. Like, these kind of things, you don't really see such a a definite or visible division between Catalonia and Spain right it's yeah. really still like under the surface you know like a yes it, it, it is um, it's like carbon monoxide racism it, kind of thing yes and and i think it is about identity and
1: and where the catalans really because all catalans speak spanish
0: yeah but yeah, not yeah. all spanish
1: speak catalan
0: but not all, oh absolutely not so if they if they did separate
1: uh, yeah it'd be totally totally strange but let me, let, me make, let me make a comment on what you touched on because okay. I, I, I really think that it has to do with what we're talking about here. an, an identity. Uh, you brought yeah. up uh, the Democrats, you brought up the Republicans, in the United States. Both of them are having an identity crisis for, uh, for because the Democrats are are we about you know gay rights, about gun control, or are we about the working man? Uh, on the other side, you know, are we about only guns and the alt right? Or are we more of a, a Reagan-esque type of Republican, where you're more a little more reinvigorated modern. economics yeah. and stuff? and um, here in Catalonia it's the same, right? Yeah. and I have mentioned the young. Um, there, there's an identity problem um, because they're like, I, I'm Spanish. I know I'm Spanish. I have a Spanish passport, uh-huh. but 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 I also feel this other way, and that play is
0: obvious and. Yeah. Uh, that is for that's the young my, person. That's my flag, but it just <laughs> needs a couple of extra stripes. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Get rid of the two big ones on yeah, the. Yeah, time. yeah. yeah. Um, so
1: yeah, it, it it is fascinating for me to see, and um, I, I have, you know, being in school, I see a lot of young kids, or being around schools, I, I see a lot of young kids that uh,
0: they don't really know why they want to be a separatist. See, that's the thing. That's that what it, I don't uh, get. Uh, there's is, a lot of people that are MAGA for life and don't understand why. They don't understand why, and yeah. there's a lot of people who are like. Socialism is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Come on, uh, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yeah. are the fucking, the business, they're the best ever. And it's like, why? I don't know. I don't know. I just it just feels back, like oh, that. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I get free college or something, somebody said something. Mm-hmm. Like young people are very easily manipulated and I think they have to arm themselves with the proper information. Or there's going to be, there, there's going to be trouble down the line because they're going to be 30 something. They're going to be after getting sold a fucking lemon Right. and they're going to be standing around with a fucking dick in their hand going like, w- you know, what did what, what, what did we vote for? What did we buy? What did we sell ourselves to that now we can't... Like, how many disaffected people are in their mid-30s now because the people who are in their mid-30s during, let's say, the economic crash 2007 and eight, mm-hmm. were creaming it yeah. and ruined it for everybody 10 years down the line. So those people are coming up that were 20 when it happened, they're now 30, yeah. with a kid yeah. possibly, possibly a couple, like an all right job, and 20 years ago would have definitely been able to afford a house and a car and all the nice things, and now they can barely afford to rent a place. Right. Yeah. Like there's something wrong, and that's like our westernized U.S. society. There's that in Spain too, Absolutely. and also a cultural <laughs> language, yeah. uh uh you know uh, geographical political elements to it too mm-hmm. yes absolutely there is is it like is it like i know i don't want to get too much into it, but like you know the dreamers like the daca kids who were who were born in america who i in my in my view i mean i know it's probably a lot of people would disagree like if you have two parents that came from mexico or guatemala mm-hmm. and they were living in america for 10 years and then they had you in america right and then you lived until you're like 20 right. in America right. and your parents are, but they were like not fully legal. Like you have contributed to society, you've ed- been educated in the right school, you've paid taxes, you don't want your, mm-hmm. da- maybe not too, if you're only 20, you haven't paid that many taxes, <laughs> right. but you have participated in everything that would denote the culture and our national identity of an American. Right. I think you absolutely should be afforded yeah. Yeah. the choice to choose to take an American citizenry and be allowed to have it and continue on from there. Maybe not like taking nine uncles and fuck it. All we need is just, all we need is you know, Juan to get the American passport and then we all become legal and then everyone just piles on Juan's passport. Like obviously that's a, a bit, a stretch too far. Mm-hmm. But if, if you've done your time, yeah. you should get what you deserve. Well, The Catalonians are, 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 the, are the DACA kids of Spain. They they have all the Spanish culture, they have all of that stuff, and yet they're not afforded the same benefits and the same, you know, uh, um, pure identity uh, kudos right. that a Spanish person will be afforded.
1: It's very interesting to see. Uh, let me make a comment on the DACA thing. By okay. the way, when 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 a kid is born in the states, mm. uh, they are a citizen. Um, unfortunately, they give a very negative name called the anchor baby, anchor because baby, that yeah, right. baby anchors a family to there through that process of becoming a citizen you can uh, eventually sponsor your parents and mostly that's what why they're so mad about it. Mm. Uh, I've been to the pro- through the process of my wife becoming an American citizen and uh, there is a reason why those people don't go through the process of becoming
0: a citizen. It's bullshit. It, well it's crazy. It's just, I, I, it's just I'm crazy trying to get a visa still... to get to go to America yeah, yeah, to yeah. film a few documentaries to work there. I ha- it's, a, it's a complicated process. Oh, Tons, a couple crazy. of hundred pages. So many Documents and quizzes and interviews and tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah. and that's just from an Irish guy who wants to go there temporarily to to make documentaries to come home and work on those documentaries and make a TV show from Ireland. So what's what's imagine how how hard it is to to get a thing to live there. Oh my gosh. It's crazy.
1: Mm. And those same DACA kids that you're talking about have never returned back to their parents' no, home country because if they leave the country, they yeah, have a well problem back in. again. Yes, Yeah, so it's very complicated. So, yes, the Catalan kids are very Spanish. Uh, the Catalan kids are... Uh, that's, they, they, that's their second language in schools. Um, so there is an identity crisis with them. And how they're going to deal with that, I don't know. We'll see in a generation what happens. The economic situation has not really become better. I no. actually believe that this is the new normal. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah you know, what, what's going to happen to those kids? What's going to happen to Europe those
0: Europe is failing its youth. The
1: European Union. Especially because we're looking general. at the unemployment rate here yes. in Spain. The unemployment rate is crazy high, yeah. but it's higher proportionately to the kids. 25
0: um, and under. Yeah. yeah. And how do you That's teach the, a lot
1: of countries like that? How, how do you teach those kids to go work and work hard without having the government say, hey, well, you know, it's okay. You're at this age. We're going to give you some but money. You're not,
0: them an, you're not teaching them an example of, like fastidiousness or mm. or like stay in power mm. you, you if you practice at something you might not get paid for like the first three four years you're doing it dude we're doing podcasting like you <laughs> knew when you started off doing yeah. this tour guide and shit yeah. like it doesn't pay you straight out the gate absolutely not you're absolutely putting your ass in that chair every day for three years and yeah. not taking any paycheck yeah yeah, yeah. like it's very hard to teach a young person that that's what you have to do right. when everything is so immediate. Right. Now we're getting like two outlads now. When I was young, <laughs> but it just it just with all of those other like like a pancake stack of cultural, geographical, financial, political, identitarian, nationalistic, uh, even historical layers of oppression and shittiness and. You know, disparate separateness. It's it, like Catalonia has not had an easy time. Oh, absolutely not. And, and then, the youth, and, are, the
1: youth are revolting, and they are. But then, but then here, here's the interesting part of that argument. Um, let's say that Catalonia would be able to gain their independence. Sure, and we're going to talk about that now, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, I guess we can. But let's say that it did happen. Mm-hmm. Some crazy thing happened, and Spain says, "You know what? We're going to let that cash cow go." You guys have gained your independence. Mm. Your points are valid. There you go. The old ports of
0: Aragon, right? Yes. What are you going to do now? What What are you going to get a passport? How are you going to get into the EU? Do they not automatically get access to the EU I don't know. and this and the common market? Is that would that not be kind of like the Brexit backstop? Is that not is that not the I I wish. I had a better answer because the truth is th-
1: no one knows. So the argument is, and the Catans will tell you they don't know, but what they want first is independence for those that want to separate.
0: Yeah, but that's like, you know, a guy getting out of jail. It's right. like, wh- where are you going to stay tonight? I don't know. I don't know. Or a guy getting out of a fucking mental institution. Like, right. w- have you got a place to go? No. Nope. And then you end up on skid row. Yeah, yeah. And you're fucking, you Dude, know, Because it's sleeping not something you can go back, or. right? No. You're like, oh, wait, wait, hold on one second. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like this. I don't like the fact that we've
1: separated and I can do this and I can do this and I can do this. I got everything I wanted, but we, financially,
0: we can't do it because we didn't know how to do it. Look at the shitstorm Brexit, and I'm not getting into Brexit talk, but look what Brexit has done to the British and to Europe. Like, it's a fucking nightmare for the people in it, for Irish people who are doing business across a, a, what could be now a hard border. Like, it's fucking like, crazy. But at the same time, I fully understand it because yeah. the EU is fucking up on people, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's taken, to, it's been given for a really long time now, it's taken, but it's taken from the wrong people. Right, yeah. And I always thought that, you know, in, in World War One, it was trench warfare and we were fighting over feet. Mm-hmm. In World War Two, they were going in and getting leben'sraum and moving in the Germans. And, and with the creation of the EU and the adoption of all these other countries, the Germans just stayed where they were. But they had the benefits of everything all around them being sent to them anyway. Yeah. Like the Germans are the fucking kings of the EU. Like, and that's mm-hmm. ish, you know? And why would they want to devalue
1: a a, a euro yeah. when they're doing just fine? Yeah. It's like, what, Italy, Europe? Wait, I'm sorry, guys. We're not going to devalue it. Greece, uh, yeah. Good luck, guys. You have yeah. beautiful islands. Keep working on that tourism. <laughs> hey, Spain, you guys got some jamon serrano. That's awesome. Yeah. But uh, we're not going to devalue it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good luck
0: with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, it 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 starts. You start thinking, questioning everything, right? Mm. And especially because Spain got free of of this like national socialist like agenda, mm. uh, only in the late seventies, and became its own thing and started okay. to discover itself in a a capitalist EU. Yeah. Like Spain has always been on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to income and expenditure compared to. Even Portugal are compared definitely to Italy, which is m- massively wealthy. France, which is hu- like huge industrial production, um, it'd be more akin to like the the budgets of like Wales. <laughs> yeah. And there's got like four times the amount of of people. Yeah. So I, 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 like, how is Spain so poor when it has when it's so it rich so much, and has so much, so much bread, stuff? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of an anomaly here in Barcelona to see how much richness there is here yeah. because it is an opulent place. It is pretty cool. Fucking see, class, man! It's 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 pretty darn nice. But the funny thing is, you go 15 miles outside outside yeah. of Barcelona, it's a different reality.
0: Yeah. You know, we drove you, through it, man. It's it's it looks like those old uh, fucking Shane. Yeah, like, yeah, It's like it's like an old Western movie, like there yeah. are those those like the, the sleepy dude with the big <laughs> hat sitting outside the thing, yeah. going like. Oh, like yeah. absolutely it's no joke you're no? into the city center and it's all high rises and there's a fucking butt plug like dildo looking building across the way and yeah. the mountain with the castle and all the lights and the higher and and then you're outside. you go to the other side of that mountain range it's like Watland and daub huts yeah, and man. shit man it's
1: you you have no it, it's really it's we really, drove through it today on the it, way in it's here. it's jarring you're yeah. like wait hold on once i was just in uh, why, why are you got this is horrible and then everything Housing.
0: everything that's in 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 developed countries that's like you know you go buy a coffee and it's like 450 or whatever <laughs> here it's like 70 cent yeah. you get a bottle of water right. it's less than a euro wow, yeah. like all of the essentials are super low priced yeah absolutely
1: and, and you know it's funny americans are starting to see that yeah uh, a lot of them will migrate to costa rica and central america yeah and now they're starting to see that hey spain's pretty cheap it's really cheap uh, here recently uh, there was a city that was up for sale they're like you get the whole city we don't have
0: anyone here like a, like an Airbnb thing? Uh, no no Just it, it was actually weekend, like bit, someone said we have an
1: abandoned city fuck and we need to find someone to come back and populate it populate it and uh, so this is happening and um, three Mormon dudes are like man we've got like <laughs> 45 <laughs> wives between yeah, us yeah, let's yeah. do
0: it <laughs> let's go fill this motherfucker up for the blonde babies so I,
1: I you know it is really uh, all these things everything that we talked about They all play on themselves, and it's very interesting just to be here and just as an outsider come back and see it, take it in, understand it, Mm. turn it around, make sense of it, and translate that to somebody else. For me, has become uh, a a really fun game to play. Yeah. Um, Because I get the Catalan perspective, and I translate that into an American or English-speaking a person from an English-speaking country, and. can kind I of tell them what's going on, and they're amazed at what happens.
0: It's a it's it is a cultural Rosetta Stone. I think it's definitely something that um, if people are going on holidays, like I feel I'd never wanted to go on a holiday where you just go and you eat, drink, sleep, and fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you go you 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 go to the pub and you get smashed, and you wake up at the crack of noon and you eat a lot of carbs, and then you lie by the pool, mm-hmm. half fucked, yeah, yeah. and then at five o'clock, you can start putting alcohol in again slowly, right. and build your way back up, and then just repeat for seven days, and then and come then back, you go back home. Yeah. and you need a holiday from your holiday. Yeah, yeah. Like I've never been into that, yeah, yeah. ever. I've always been like, hey, I need to spend a month in this place yeah. to see what it's really like. And I could, you could spend a month here in Catalonia. Like it's, it's definitely on my list for coming back to make a big documentary, and especially about the massive corruption of the Spanish government during the quote-unquote illegal referendum that went on in 2017, which is one of the things that I wanted to film here. But unfortunately, the people are not available at such short notice or in, in such a short time to cover that story. But it's something that's celebrated annually as an anniversary. There's one coming up in 2019 as well, and they're out there beating drums and talking about some shit. For those that hadn't seen it, Catalonia wanted to vote in a referendum of the citizens of the area, of the the, the, the principality, yeah. to secede from the Spanish government. And the Spanish said,
1: well, it, it was, that
0: shit is illegal.
1: Yeah. So it, um, October 1st, uh, 2017, uh, it was a referendum and the Catalans mm. just wanted to see, it was kind of a litmus test. Where are we really? Are we going to secede or not? Because it was just. <laughs> like a it was, force. It was, it was just, yeah. yeah. It wasn't official. There wasn't any yeah, yeah, yeah. official anything about it. But it ended up exploding into something so unnecessary, so crazy, and it really kind of drew a line. And you figured out what the Catalans are really up against. It was really scary for me that morning um, because my wife and I, I woke up and we saw the federal police driving up and down the streets. And they would go in clusters of three or four.
0: And oh, were they in like armored cars?
1: Armored cars, absolutely. And they had the whole like yeah. stormtrooper black yeah. fucking they, they, gear and, and, and They with shit. their their, uh, their M16s, and I mean it was it was intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they had a ship out in the port. Shades of Franco. Shades of Franco. And that's what people. That that's actually the funniest photo I a uh, poster, I, propaganda uh, poster I saw. It had a picture of Franco, and it says, "Don't vote." Yeah, man. <laughs> and. Uh, but that's yeah. not
0: how long ago, that's like 40 years, 30 years 74, years 74, ago. yeah.
1: So so the, the the feds were, for lack of a better word, uh, the feds were hanging out in the ship, out on the port. And that's where they had all their armored vehicles. They had them on a ship. Ready to invade. Re- ready to go on and patrol the streets. Shit, and so we woke up, they were pulling police. Pull- places all over the city people knew where to go channel three a very predominant catalan pro catalan uh, uh, tv station here had reporters all over the place so we got up we went to a polling station which was right around the corner from our house and uh, there was a very long line we call it the cola so we asked is this the the cola the cola the cola which is the the cola of a dog is a tail so it's the tail oh, of the right. line. So you say, you always ask, hey, is it cola? Is this a cola? Not and to be confused with culo, which culo, is just which under which the, the tail. Just
0: right under. Yeah.
1: Very close. Same vicinity. <laughs> but just not quite. How there. do you say taint in Spanish? Is <laughs> more so say Taint. Taint. Oh. Taint the tail, taint the butt. <laughs> I don't know. I have to look that one up. Yeah. I think that's a neat. Either way, so we went up there and we they showed up with the kids. We had our two kids. And we showed up and people noticed that we were with the kids. And all of a sudden, there was a person that, asked us to come up to the front and so they pushed us ahead of the cola and they had us go in and vote immediately no way she was explaining she's like look you guys have kids with you some shit's gonna go down exactly fuck off you get to get in there you get a vote and you get your kids out. fuck off man really it gives me it gives me chills right now thinking about it because how old are the kids my at the time my kids were four and two that is fucked up dude so Uh, We get up to the front of the line, we go in, we vote. They wouldn't let me vote with my Texas driver's license, uh, go figure. So we went in, we voted, we left, we walked out. Unfortunately, for that specific polling location, there was no violence. But then you go home,
0: you turn on Channel 3, you were seeing violence taking place. There's a fucking 24-minute compilation on YouTube of all of the news footage. Uh, you know that old white-haired mm, yeah, woman that yeah, had the bob yeah. that got her fucking yeah. her uh, uh, what's it called her eye Gemma, socket yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all s- yeah. smashed yeah. in. Yeah. The dude who got shot in the eye with a plastic bullet yeah. and he's blind. Yeah, like twenty-four minute compilation I watched today of Sp- like atrocities yeah. that you could put in black and white and say it was the fucking fifties. Yeah, like it was bananas. Or in this case, nineteen thirty-six. Yeah, a nice, nice civil war. Yeah, it was very disheartening
1: for me. To go through that process and see now again as an american perspective oh my blood boiled how can i be in a country in a place that i love so much and have grown to love so much and, and and claim to be a democracy when i see people being beaten when i see people being stomped on just because they wanted to express themselves there was nothing legal about that there was nothing legally binding i should say yes there was nothing
0: legal. It was not binding. illegal in their actions. Yeah, it was not. It didn't need was to be not. policed like. But but Madrid saw it differently, and that's why they had these people here. That's fucking crazy. So like in in you've heard of the the California secession movement, yeah. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. California have done those polls and all, and like they're arguably the richest state in the United States. Well, if they were their own country, they they'd have a pretty strong economy. Yeah. yeah. Texas similar, but not like uh, economically, but like definitely in population and in uh self-sustainability correct uh new york maybe not so but that's like probably the third yeah, yeah. Uh, richest per capita but no um, california definitely has it, it, it california it has me done, to say that as a texan but it's it's okay <laughs> <laughs> they have uh, california have done their market research and if they wanted to vote like in six months time they could throw it up now and, and be out no yeah. problem and yeah. there's nobody out there b- like baiting them and yeah yeah, uh, you know, kicking the shit them out. Like I can't, I can't express the gravity in watching those videos where there's national Spanish police mm-hmm. in stormtrooper outfits, mm-hmm. with cattle prods, with mm-hmm. batons, yeah. with the butts of guns, and under like not gunfire, but the threat of gunfire. Like okay. they're pointing yeah. live rounds in a loaded gun at people, saying "Get back, get back," and yeah. all they're going in is doing like a straw poll about a referendum of. Catalonia seceding from Spain, like that is right. f- fucking insane. It is fucking insane, and it was and buried in the news. Like it was in the news, yeah, a day, two days, maybe. Right. And it was like, nah something else happened. right And yeah. a year later, they had a big festival. It's going to be a, a yearly thing, like in memory of that, in the first October every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's going to be like a drums beating, everybody, yeah, yeah. you know going like, don't forget this shit. And they have their martyrs. They have the people who got injured in the last one. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's mentioned. I mean, the obvious ones are the political prisoners that that are still in jail. Right. And and two exiles that are outside of the country now.
0: And so... That can never return for fear of their safety.
1: Sure. One of them is now uh, a congressman in the EU, in the EU Congress.
0: That's crazy, man. Shooting senator.
1: It is crazy. And he cannot return, even as a senator in the EU... Congress, can't Diplomatic come back.
0: immunity nope. revoked. Nope. That's cra- that's crazy. Yeah. So where are we? Where is Ca- uh, Catalonia on the on the cessation plan? Like, is there ever going to be another referendum? Is there, um. I I, is there I, any I politicians I, that represent the area that can put it to the national government. Like, there has been a massive no, shake-up I, I since think, that, though, right? Yeah.
1: There there has, but I I, I think they're kind of replanning, regrouping. They realize because, you know, as a Texan, it's really easy for me to say. That shit would never happen there, right? Because mm. we've got guns, and if I really want independence, I'm going to go fight for it. I don't really want to go that far, but the Catalans are
0: very adamant about being a, this being a peaceful, a peaceful separation. They don't want violence. Sure, but do you think if all those Catalonians who were f- bared down on by the police had guns as their culture, do you not think they would have fired back that day? Right. I I don't know because they did in 36, I, I, they did in 47, they yeah. did in 51. Yeah, like, I, know. I there was. We we talk about in Ireland like. Sunday Bloody Sunday we right. talk about these there was yeah. like three or four different Sundays where English army and police open fire on citizens and and kill people like I, I you know I don't know that shit was prob- probably because prob- motherfucking Texans are yeah. shoot back like yeah. is why the thing yeah absolutely so if Catalonia's had it maybe yeah. what would what happen I don't know
1: but I, I think for the most part I think for the most part there are I, you, you can't say that it wouldn't happen because there's always yeah a few that would say yes, I would go to war for Catalonia. Like I have a Basque friend who
0: has ETA, like which is like an IRA, y- like a, And that's kind of no longer. Yeah, but I mean, up until like maybe oh, yeah. the early mid nineties. Oh yeah. They wanted to be separate. They wanted to have, and they've kind of calmed down a little bit now. Yeah, yeah. But it was violent. It was yeah, bloody. It was, yeah, it was it bombings was, it, yeah. was it was terrorism. Like it was, it was really bad. So, but the because, Catalans are, as a whole mm-hmm. don't want violence. There are a few that do, and I feel they would have fought back that day. Yeah, I think because it's so close. So 2017 is not that long ago. and It's still fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah. And there's an anniversary coming up in October. Yeah. I mean, it's still obviously in the the zeitgeist. Like, people still think about it. They want to secede. They want to be able to be independent. The need and want was obviously there because people came out to vote. Like, Mm. if you were voting to stay in Spain, you probably didn't leave your house that day. Correct. The people who left were leave, right. they were leavers, yeah, they wanted absolutely. to leave. The,
1: the ones that want the move to, to succeed obviously, uh, are the loudest. Yes. Because I've met people who aren't interested in separating and I've asked them to be on the podcast because for my podcast, I'm working on a story uh, of this issue. Yes. And I have found easily someone who speaks English and can um, talk about their perspective on the debate of separating. Brilliant, I'd love to talk to myself. I have found people who speak English, but refuse to go on a podcast, go on camera, be recorded. For their safety? For their, well, they claim their safety, which I don't think, Okay, it, it could be true, but they're claiming first for their safety, and second, that it's too much of a hotbed, I don't want to ruin myself politically, I don't want to ruin my job. Excuse yeah. me, not politically, but I don't want to ruin my job. Yeah. I don't want to ruin who I am because I don't want any backlash. So, I have found them. They don't want to go on the record. Easily, I found the separatists. Many of them that would say, "I'll go on the record. I'll talk about it. I'll do it in whatever language you want." They're adamant about it. So it's it's amazing. It's crazy, and and I live here and I see it and I notice these little things all over the place. Um, you put a Spanish flag. Someone hangs a Spanish flag up, as you've noticed as you've been yeah. here, people hang flags and mm-hmm. you know, stating who they want and who, what side they're on. And you'll see a Spanish flag hanging every once in a while. And someone is making another reference to them. If they live close to them, they'll put up an independence flag. And this is, this
0: is consistent all the way through. But That's it's fascinating. A, but it's really like low key, right? Yeah. So the Spanish government has been shaken up since we've got uh, former leaders in jail. There's been people like chastised for that yeah. incident. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, do you think that will kick off this October? I, I think they're going to have a, a
1: they will have a, some type of what they call a fat manifestation here. Yeah. There, there will be a, some type of a protest. Absolutely yeah. there will be. If nothing else, a remembrance to yes. keep it fresh in people's mind. Yeah. Saying, hey, you know what? This has happened. Don't forget. Remember what we're trying to do here. Um, I experienced one a couple of years ago, a friend of mine, uh, Jason was uh, visiting from the States and he called me up. Actually it was a surprise. I wasn't expecting him. And he called me up. He said, Hey man, uh, I'm here in in Barcelona. I I know, you know, I'm just letting you know, but can I come over? I'm like, yeah, sure. Actually, Jason, you're going to love tonight. Come over. There's going to be a manifestation in front of our house. So what usually would have taken him probably about 20 minutes to get here. Took him almost an hour and a half, two hours to get through the crowd of people that were, had gathered in the area. He finally made it to our apartment and we went up to the top of our apartment building and watched the manifestation or the protest from the top of the building. And we could see from my place all the way down to the Sagrada Familia people. It turned out that about 850 people were there for that
0: manifestation and that that protest. Yeah, so it's still, like they didn't go away after no. They got back then. They're still. There. If, if nothing else, it it has galvanized yes. them
1: and to make them think we we truly have something here. We truly have uh, to fight
0: this oppressive government. So watch this space. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, it really it really is. I think we might like. Uh, it was very very difficult. It was very easy for me to find you online. Yeah. It's very difficult for me to find these people. But possibly through you, we'd be able to get to yeah, some of these guys. I, I can make that happen. We can come yeah. back in October and we, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll get some cameras and we we'll get some some microphones and we'll see something. Because like, I think it's very important to see it happening in our own time. Absolutely. Something like this. I think it's important for, for democracy. Yes. To say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, we, we, we're fortunate enough to come from countries where democracy is, for the most part, pretty stable. Don't want to make too much of a comment about the United, sure. United States right now. but. We're fortunate to come from that, if nothing else, heritage and to see it possibly being challenged is yeah. very scary for us. Mm. It's scary for me. Mm. Um, so when I see it happen, uh, I'm absolutely engaged. I'm in 100 percent and uh, I, I, I'm going to translate as much as what I experience here to other people so they
0: have a better understanding of what's going on here as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a needed service. Absolutely, cool. I do think so. Tell us one more time before we go down about your podcast, so people can find it.
1: The podcast can be found, or is called Uncommon Tourist, and you can find us at uncommontourist.com dot uh, com. Wherever you find your podcast, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, drop in if you want to. If you are in Barcelona, stop by, say hello, let's do a tour. Uh, if not, uh, send me a message over the podcast. Give me your ideas because uh, um, there are a lot. And I don't know them all. So if <laughs> yeah, you, if you think thing. of something as you're listening to this, like, hey, I was there one time and I thought
0: of this. Do you have anything on that? I'd love to hear it because I'll, I'll do a story on Over it. Over the last few years, my list has got so much bigger from people going, hey, man, did you ever hear about this thing? I'm like, no, <laughs> yes. send me that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm going to put all those links uh, in the uh, description of the show below. So if you want to get on with Alvaro and see what's going on with the Uncommon Tourist, Uh, we'll put everything below it make it nice and easy for your clicky fingers Uh, I am Gordo from Those Conspiracy Guys for those that are listening from the other side uh, the rest of you you all know me and if you want to reach out about anything that we talked about in this episode or about other episodes just make a comment ask a question and you like info at thoseconspiracyguys.com is the email address we're on all the different social media anything that says a social media we're fucking on it uh, and this is going out uh, publicly to everybody but it goes out first to, to the lovely people at patreon so patreon.com slash those conspiracy guys if you want to support the show you get all the season one episodes you get outtakes you get behind the scenes uh, videos you'll be getting the videos from this european tour that we're on right now and uh, loads of extra content. If you're a, a TCG fan and you want some more in your ear holes and eye holes. We also are doing a live show in London on the 6th of October. So if you wanna head to the link in the description below to get tickets for that, it's gonna be on in Bush Hall for all you land Tannas. If you wanna come down and have a bit of ga- a bit of gas, a bit of banter. Uh, it's in Hall. There are limited tickets now at the release of this episode, so get on a quick before they're gone. And we're also performing at the Cork Podcast Festival on the 11th, uh, 12th and 13th of October, that weekend. Uh, the tickets will be in the description below as well. And there's loads of great acts in Cork, so if you're anywhere in Ireland and you want to make a weekend of it, uh, there's loads of hotel space uh, and everything on the website. you would be able to get somewhere nice to stay and find a few bits and bobs. There's uh, My dad wrote a porno and... Uh, uh, Blind Wife and Rubber Bandits are down there, and uh, there's loads of great um, podcasts coming into that festival, including those conspiracy guys. Uh, all it leads me to do is very close to 2 a.m. here in Barcelona, which yes. in, in real time, because we're hours ahead, it could be one or it could mm-hmm. be three. I, I, I'm not sure anymore, right. but uh, I just want to say thanks very much to Alvaro for I- joining me here, having the chats. We talked about some great stuff before we pressed record as well, and hopefully. That'll turn into something, and we'll definitely, definitely be back uh, to have more chats and maybe go on a real life tour with you. Thank you, gordo I, I really, I, I can't thank you enough. No bother, man. I, I think uh, I've made a new
1: friend, and I really appreciate you finding me randomly on on well, the was also random and, uh,
0: That, that Google machine does yeah, its work, yeah. you know. But I really, I, I, really appreciate it, and I look forward to future conversations. Thank you. Absolutely, so much. dude. Uh, everybody, go listen to Uncommon tourists and have a go. Uh, now that those episodes out. And uh, that's it for this Swapcast. I hope you learned something about uh, Catalonia. I definitely did. Uh, And I've done my research over the last couple of days trying to SWAT up for this. But there's so much more to find out about. And we will do that together. Uh, That's it for this episode of Rose Conspiracy, guys. I'm Gordo. I'm Álvaro. And uh, we'll see you again. Adeo. Adeo.
1: Adeo.